This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Hello again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 230, and tonight it is day four of the Countdown to Halloween Potathon, in which we are raising funds to support New Alternatives, which is an organization that helps fight homelessness among the LGBT teen population, which is, of course, raging out of control. And to do that, we have a very special guest tonight talking about a very special movie. We have Vanessa from the VD Clinic podcast to talk about the 2015 movie, The Witch. So I am freshly back from my trip to Camp Crystal Lake. It was a fantastic day. I was there with listener Amy Spears. We had a wonderful time, but I got to tell you, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'll tell you all about it, but I'll do it another time. Because even though I'm tired, even though I don't want to do this today, I don't want to talk to you today. I don't. I'm tired. I want to go back to bed. I can't because... There is serious work to be done underneath all this fun that we're having. Underneath all the great guests and all the fun movies that we're discussing, we have serious business to attend. There was a very serious problem among the LGBT teenage homeless population. There's too many of them. It's way out of control. And I've been giving you statistics every day. And they're grim. And I have another one that ties in quite nicely with the one I talked about last time. Remember how I told you the story? About that kid on the line that I was talking to who just kind of casually told me about how he had to have sex with this awful guy who made him do awful, unspeakable things just so this kid would have a place to sleep during the ice storms that were raging over Christmas time last year. Remember I told you that? Today's unpleasant statistic is that one out of three LGBT homeless teens will have to resort to survival sex. Sex to survive. Not sex for cash. Not prostitution. Survival sex. But we all know what that means, right? Means that little 15-year-old kid, knowing what he was going to have to do, still went with that man. So that he'd have a warm place to sleep that night. And the thing is that I didn't tell you the other day was that all the other kids in line were nodding going, "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They knew exactly who he was talking about. They've all been there. It's revolting, and it's depressing. But do I judge them? No. Because what's that Scream Queen's golden rule again? Fight or flight, survive the night, make it to the final reel. They're doing that, but my God, they shouldn't have to. And you can help. Very simple. Go on over to Fundraise. NewAlternativesNYC.org slash SQ for Scream Queens and make a donation. And you know what I'm asking at this point. I'm doing 21 episodes in 21 days and I'm asking you to please consider a minimum of $21 as a donation. Plain, simple. 
help stop this ridiculous thing that's going on. Before we get started, I have a couple people that I would like to thank. First of all, we have Timothy Cernacki. Thank you very much, sir. No bye-bye man's going to be coming after you. Thank you for do your donation, sir. And we also have Aaron Stewart. Aaron, you are a prince among men. Thank you very much. And finally, we have Jeff Baldry from the Skewered Universe podcast who gave an incredibly hefty donation of over $100. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. You have skewered my universe in the best way possible by skewering the donation list with that really very generous donation. We are now sitting at $267. The goal is $2,500. At this rate, I need about four donations a day for the rest of the podcast, uh, for the rest of the podathon, rather, to meet the goal. Only you can get me there. Okay? So again, please, reach into your purse, make it hurt a little bit. I know I'm asking a lot for asking for $21 minimum. If you can't do that, please do what you can. But I'm just, if, I know you can. I know you can. Think of the last stupid thing you bought that you didn't need. How much did that cost? Okay? These kids need help. And they need it from you. Fundraise.newalternativesnyc.org slash SQ. Okay. That's all my lecturing for today because daddy is tired. So I'm going to bring on Vanessa, and we are going to talk about The Witch, which I know is a controversial movie. You either loved it or you hated it. Either way, you might learn something from Vanessa and I, because we have an unusually intelligent conversation for this show. So I'm going to stop my yakking, bring on Vanessa. But first, let's take a listen to the trailer. What went we out into this wilderness to find? Leaving our country, kindred, our father's houses. For what? For the kingdom of God. Let us pray. this family.
Lord, my Lord, and now begin, oh, help me, and I'll leave my sin. For I repentant thou shall be, from evil I will turn to thee. None ever shall destroy my faith, for I repentant thou shall be. Oh, God, my Lord, and now begin, oh, help me, and I'll leave my sin. For I repentant thou shall be, from evil I will turn to thee. So joining me for this installation of the Halloween Marathon is the gal that I am thrilled to know in real life. She's one of my favorite people on the face of the planet, and she's also one of the hosts of the VD Clinic podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's give it up for Vanessa McHenry. Baby, how you doing? I am just dandy yourself. I'm good. I'm good. And we have gathered here today, brothers and sisters. We have gathered here today to talk about a movie from 2015. I don't know why I'm going Baptist when this has nothing to do with the movie. What the hell? I'm going to run with it. But it works. It, it does works. work. It does work. It's religious fervor because we are talking about the controversial film, The Witch. Yeah. Or, or The Vivitch, depending. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's pronounced witch, people. They didn't have W's back then. Thank you. Okay, before I go any further, Vanessa, I have to apologize to you because I reference you on the show a lot. And for especially in recent times, I mm -hmm. always tend to refer to you as listener Vanessa because that's how I know you. I keep forgetting to plug the fact that you are on a fabulous podcast. I'm actually on two now. Oh, really? I'm yeah. the worst friend ever. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. okay so what's and the other one? Devour the podcast. I Oh, you know what? You did tell me that. Yeah, the show was around six years, and then one of their co-hosts, uh, David Anders Jr., who was actually my original co-host on VD Clinic, he retired from podcasting, um, mm -hmm. and so they asked me to join them over there. So that's I'm over there doing all horror all the time, and then with VD Clinic, I'm doing book and a movie, and we kind of have, have a just a variety of things, but okay. tend to go with uh, more horror just because that's. Yeah, that's just kind of one of the things I did, you know. It's how you roll. <laughs> Can I tell you a story, Vanessa? And I'm gonna. This is for the listeners as well. Now, some of you might remember this was a good year ago where I had a date with someone and things got smoochy. And as things were going towards the bedroom, he says, "Oh, before we go any further, I should tell you that I just tested positive for syphilis." <laughs> that's not funny, but no, it was. And then he was like mad that I didn't want to go any further. Yeah. And then, you know, and then I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go to a clinic and get checked out anyway. And then that day I got an invite on from Twitter. the VD clinic. And I was like, really? What <laughs> happened? Well, isn't it like that patient, you know, <laughs> confidentiality thing? There is. Oh, there it's, is. A oh it's a podcast about <laughs> VD? Oh, it's Vanessa. Oh. <laughs> well, and my original host was David. And so it was Vanessa and David. And when he retired from podcasting, by, I got a new co-host who was Darren. <laughs> so Okay. I yeah. need somebody with a D to be my co-host. And it, it, that was actually just purely coincidence how it worked out. But uh -huh. it's... Um, 
Coincidence yeah. or kismet? Who can say? But the funny thing is, is that my mother, she's like, what is that? Vagina and dick? I'm like, <laughs> that's where my mom's head goes. Okay, that's okay. Uh, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway. So, so, yeah, so it's one of those shows that you would not know what it's about from the name because I was horrified. <laughs> And every time I plug it or I tell people to like look it up, I'm like, please put in VD Clinic podcast. Like I have uh-huh. to clarify, like yeah. <laughs> just because as much as I want you to be educated and safe out there. You also want some <laughs> downloads every now and then as well. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Eliminate some confusion. Okay. So Vanessa, since you are the guest, it is your job to give me a 30-second elevator speech plot summary of The Witch. Starting... Now, so here we are in England, New England, 1630s, and amid religious fervor, there's potential witchcraft and madness. Okay, that was a really general plot summary, but I will accept it. (laughs) Well, because I think you could get into the nitty gritty of some of the action right away, but... There's a certain amount of just atmosphere. This movie is so atmospheric. Yes. I that I, I think that that sets the stage. And it, there's so much of it that even with as the action unfolds, your imagination still runs wild. Because there's still questions that are unanswered. Oh, many, many questions that are unanswer- unanswered. And that's what I like about it. In and- open front, you know, interpretation. And when you said controversial, I think that's part of where the controversy comes in is because a lot of people want them know they want to know distinctly you know xyz right not necessarily that right and also just on the surface the movie itself isn't particularly scary but i noticed this time around Mm -hmm. that right there on the title card it said the witch a new england folktale yes yes not a tale of terror Mm-hmm. Not a tale of horror. This is just something that's been passed down from generation to generation to generation via oral tradition or whatever, or at least it's trying to be. It well, never promised to be that. Have you seen the extras on the like DVD or Blu-ray? I have not. I have not. I do, I, I do not own a copy. I watched them, actually. Oh. And there was an interesting Q&A with the director, and he was talking about how – because, yes, there was a certain – and it was a Q&A that was done in Salem, partly with the Historical Society. Okay. And they were talking about the historical accuracies of the film as far as the witchcraft trials and, and things like that. But the director said he wanted to combine that with these folk tales that were around in New England but had been there in Europe that these people carried over – and some of these archetypes that pop up were more prevalent in Europe. Right. You know, so it, it may be not necessarily 100% accurate to Salem witchcraft. Right. But, but oral tradition, by definition, it, is not accurate. And exactly. It's the telephone game. Right. And there is so much of this story that is the telephone game. Yeah. Like, who's telling the truth? And... What is the truth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is all that. So the other thing I was looking at this, I'm going, what, what, what is the moral of all this? Like it also feels 
not only does it have aspects of the folktale, it also has, it feels like a fable. Yes, absolutely. Which is a morality tale that's usually told with some sort of animal characters. And oh boy, we got tons of that. Exactly. And that's what kind of locked me into it. I said, okay, so what's the moral? Like what's, what's, what's the thing that's causing everything to happen here that's bad? And I would have to say it said in the first few seconds during the trial of the father, what's going on here, this family is getting kicked out of its community. And they were, what's the word I'm looking for? Settlers. They were settlers right. who were in turn probably kicked out of England because that's what settlers were. Their religion was too extreme for England. Get out. And they came here, and this family's ex version of religion was too extreme for the extremists. Exactly. So they're also kicked out, and they have to go off to the wilderness. And in his trial, they talk about his, his prideful conceit. And I wrote that down. I'm like, yeah, prideful conceit. That is what it's all about. It's his father refusing to bend, to admit that he's ever wrong about anything. And if maybe he did, maybe none of this would have happened. True, true. But the mother has a, a certain amount, too, where she doesn't want to admit things either. True, true, true. But I also say that she wouldn't be – given the patriarchal nature of the society well. they're living in, that she would not be in the situation that she was in to have these feelings had she not been Agreed. forced out of her community because of someone's prideful conceits. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that – continues to blow my mind is that for a guy the director what's his name uh, uh eggers richard eggers robert eggers, robert, robert robert eggers. eggers for his first major motion picture to get a major studio release like this to have the sheer balls to yes. try to do it in an authentic essex accent yes and, and dialect well and the, even the dialogue some of it was taken verbatim from historical documents yeah I, i'd heard that and from diaries and things like that mm -hmm. but when i saw this in the theaters at a private screening because i'm fancy um, mm. <laughs> i just remember kind of having to hang on the edge of my seat and pay extra attention to everything just to follow the plot and to ask that of a general you know general release audience mm -hmm. is asking a lot so it's a ballsy move uh, right well there. Right, right. And no, I, I agree because, like you, I have a certain amount of theater training myself, and I have this background reading, you know, these documents or plays, whatever, from other time periods. And so I'm more comfortable than, I know I'm more comfortable than some other people that would be going to see this movie. Yeah. You know, as far as listening to this, and even... I admit that it was nice to be able to watch it this time and throw on the subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it, you, there are things that you think you're hearing and you're like, wait, wait a minute. I had right. to go, go back. And right. Yeah. I mean, it definitely helps to be able to see it at home, like I said, with subtitles. Very but much so. It is, I understand where it would be difficult for a general audience. Yeah. And there's so much, there's such a, a wondrous overload of just the production values. Oh my God, yes. I, as a costumer, a former costumer, I just, I, I marvel because you can, I mean, they're so accurate yes. to that time period. 
and just you can even see like the stitching on certain things the exact way they would have been constructed and i know that the house and some of the and sets like that they completely built from scratch yes and they were trying to build them as they would have been built in the 1630s right Right. That attention to detail is amazing. And I think it all really comes across for me anyway. And I realize a lot of people look at the movie and say, but nothing happens. But so much happens. I would say the exact opposite. <laughs> Everything happens. It's just not in your face. It's not yeah. jump scares. It's not heads rolling across the floor. It's that sort of thing. It, it's this creeping sort of infection to the whole thing, which I love. And what's this... <laughs> The stupid, we had this discussion on Devour a couple months ago. The stupid term elite horror, yeah. I don't I, like that either. I don't I'm sorry, like that. I because don't like I'm sorry, you don't have to have an English degree like I do to be no. able to understand this, no, <laughs> you know. Not at all. I saw the movie in the theater with a general audience, and there were plenty of people just, you know, who you would hear talking about it and that understood it completely mm -hmm. and sure. Yeah. Again, maybe they missed dialogue here and there, but that can happen in any movie. To well, sure. the of course. Of course. I know I, when I first, okay, we're, we're really jumping ahead of ourselves here, but I'm just thinking in particular, uh, the son, Caleb in his yes. final scene, while well, his next to final scene, his final scene is a living person. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. When he's in that religious rapture or yes. perhaps a mockery, of religious rapture. Right. I couldn't understand a word he was saying and it didn't matter. It scared the hell out of me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. whatever he's doing is wrong. This is all wrong. <laughs> People speaking in tongues is a kind of creepy and terrifying well, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And even, in, even when you watch videos that are from a, a church now and it's supposed to be a joyous ceremony. If you oh. have someone speaking in tongues and I grew up down South, let me tell you. Oh, girl. So, Thankfully, I was raised Catholic, so I didn't have to deal with that. Yeah, <laughs> but you. Hey, I just got Latin. Raised, <laughs> a few perks of being raised Catholic. Thank you very much. I just got Latin every once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> um, God, I love Latin mass. Um, I'm that weirdo. But anyway. I want to understand less about what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I know exactly what you mean. When I was uh, working somewhere on one of my tours – we were down south somewhere in the deep south, and I was in a Kmart. Yeah. And some girl in the aisle with me yeah. got touched by the spirit and started speaking in tongues. And then all of a sudden, there was a crowd of like 30 people around me holding mm -hmm. hands, speaking in tongues, and people just going on the shopping like there was nothing wrong with this. And when people would be calling the police if this was happening in New York, no, sir, no, <laughs> this is weird. Yeah, yeah. This is weird, but that's just judgmental on my part. You know, hey, what's weird? And that's exactly what the movie's saying. What's weird for you is not well, weird for exactly. someone else. Exactly. Yeah. But so the basic plot of the movie is that this family has been expelled from their community, and they have to go off in the wilderness and find their home, a new home, and apparently they pick the absolute worst spot to do so. Well, and it's a particularly cruel winter. Mm-hmm. Because nothing goes right for them there. The crops die. The animals aren't particularly forthcoming. I mean, even the chickens aren't laying enough eggs. Exactly. Nothing's going well. And, oh, by the way, there seems to be a witch in the area who doesn't like them. Well, maybe just a little bit. Yeah. 
I mean, they are awfully close to the woods. They are awfully close to the woods. And of course, that's going, that's classic biblical stuff there to be lost in the wilderness, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> is to put yourself in with the devils. Right. Stay cl- that's warning, warning, or stay close to civilization. Don't stray from the path, little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> it's all those warnings that they did not heed. And, and speaking story. of Little Red Riding Hood, there is the scene where the witch glamours Caleb and is wearing the red. Oh, hood. I caught that. I caught that. I'm well, just of course, mm-hmm, she was wearing throwing that, that in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, there. It's not obvious, like initially, and it's like, oh, wait, no, that's because the lighting is not super bright. No, yeah. you can barely, she, her features are difficult to make out, but that hood is like, mm-hmm. ping. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're, they're setting up and things are sort of okay. They're struggling, but, the, you know, also when they're kicked out, the mother is so totally pregnant. Right. You drag that woman through the wilderness like eight months pregnant. What kind of sadist are you, you son of a bitch? She's already got four kids. Already four? Three. No, four. Oh, that's right. Twins. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. The stupid ass twins who, I'm sorry, but I would have lost those kids to begin with. I love those little munchkins. Oh, They're obnoxious, and I love them. But yes, you've got you've got, you've got, you've got <laughs> That's Thomas where and, you and uh, I differ. <laughs> Thomas and the eldest daughter. You got Caleb, the son, and the twins, uh, Mercy and uh, oh, gee. Mercy Chuck. and Jonas. <laughs> Jonas. I'm like judge. Chuck. Chuck. Definitely Chuck. <laughs> Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now they have the new baby, Samuel. And he's adorable. He's not around long, though. Because what happens? <laughs> he's tasty witch meat. He is tasty witch meat. That good, tasty that's witch good meat. over a spit. <laughs> I, I wish that scene had not been in the, in the trailer. With Thomason playing peekaboo. Yeah. With, with baby Samuel, and he just disappears in between peek and boo. Which... <laughs> which um, <laughs> not tch um but begs the question of how long of a time passes in that moment mm-hmm. is it truly just a second or two that yeah. she has her eyes closed mm-hmm. or is it longer right I mean, it already from that point kind of the movie is is already setting up like don't necessarily believe what's going on because there's plenty it's so empty all around Thomason and Samuel that someone would have to be pretty like even someone sprinting with the baby like even if it was a hawk <laughs> right that's what i mean it the, the time lapse would have to be there would have to be something going on uh-huh like <laughs> There's like a evil magic? Tra- yes, yes. Or a transporter device via Star, Star Trek. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Clearly. That, you've solved it. You've solved the whole thing. This is all because of Captain Kirk. It is. Okay. But this starts this whole thing with Thomason. I, it becomes really clear that the daughter, Thomason, is blamed for everything constantly. Right. Anything that goes wrong is Thomason's fault, and that's kind of where the whole story is founding itself. It's all about this horrible repression that this particular character is in, not just from the time period and the societal thing, but her family really, really 
takes everything out on her. She's the absolute scapegoat for this family. And it's interesting, in families where you see abuse, you will see, like, parents abusing children. Mm-hmm. It's not uncommon to see, like, one child get all the abuse heaped on them. Well, it can't be Caleb. He's the boy. Right. Of course. And the twins are too young. Yes, exactly. Right. So someone's got to be blamed for all this. And it can't be us because we're adults and we're, we know God better than you will ever know him. Exactly. And, of course, so – and because she's a girl – one and two, she's at the point of her burgeoning sexuality. Ah, yes, as ah, a, yes. a young woman, and and she's a teenager. Come on, the hormones are raging. Uh huh. You know, she's defiant naturally. Sure. It, she's an easy scapegoat. Easy, and also just to take a moment about this particular family, and also just this particular branch of religion's view of God. And the nature of man is that this ain't no loving, huggy, squeezy God. No, no, no. This is is all Old Testament, smitey, smite, 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 and all of them are garbage. Man is garbage from the second you are born, and you're lucky that God even bothers to listen to your prayers if he does it all. Yeah. And sin is crawling in every inch of your body, and that's what you're living with on top of just daily guilt of whatever you've done wrong today. Heaped on top of all that. It's just an awful, yeah. awful, unbearable way to live. Like one of her first, the first scenes where you meet Thomason, she's saying her prayers and she's listing her sins. And one of them was that she played on the Sabbath. Right, right. She's a kid. What are you supposed? That's a sin? You're going to go to hell for that? Oh, yeah. With these yep. people? Fuck yeah. Yep. They were not fucking around. So the, the, the God of love is not there. So this, as if this atmosphere wasn't, cold and harsh and unyielding already on top of that you ain't getting no religious support either from whatever god, you know whatever god you're going to turn to that god is just like yeah whatever yeah scary stuff and that is what it was like i do know some people like that to this day uh, yeah it's true. I, uh, again, I grew up in Alabama. <laughs> yeah. And I was glad that, I mean, I, I at least. Okay, you win. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that I at least lived in the more quote unquote liberal part yeah. of the Bible Belt because it was a mid sized city, it was a coastal city, and there were Catholics there because the Catholics, even the ones that were still you know shaming you and guilting you into everything because you know that's what catholics do anyway right but it it wasn't as bad as like the evangelicals and the baptist and some of those others yeah that are truly hardcore you know where it's just there's it's like you have no chance to do any good or be a good person you're just bad to begin Mm -hmm. with yeah because they have a discussion after um, – um, Caleb and his dad have a discussion after Sam disappears, and they realize that by this point he has to be dead. Either the wolf has eaten him or he's starved to death. And Caleb is very upset. Is my baby brother in hell. He wasn't baptized. Right. right. And th- I think the answer was just something like, let us not speak of this again. Yes, it was. And you're like, what? So this – again, and this goes back to – and he says, well, I wouldn't have him baptized. I wasn't going to take him back to those people to baptize him, and there's that pride again. Mm-hmm. Damned your son. 
by your own by your own beliefs. Yep. You damn your son. And what is he? Three weeks old? Three months old? Whatever. That deserves everlasting hellfire. Sure. He was. Like, well, I guess. Well, yes, yeah, sure. I mean, he wasn't doing any work on the Sabbath. <laughs> whatever you're supposed to be doing. I, I forgot, Jesus, it, it's just. Scary, scary he, was, he was doing work on the Sabbath. He was pooping in his diapers. Oh, I mean, course. like for baby, that's work. <laughs> I mean, at least sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so after you know, after Sam disappears, this talk of witchery a little bit, a little bit, this kind of hints of it in the family. Yes, they, they, they start start suspecting that there's a witch in the woods. In the woods. Until little Mercy, little no neck Mercy. God, that little shit. I'm sorry, but <laughs> you know, well, Black Philip. First, first of all, Black Philip shows up. Black Philip, by the way, the goats. Can we talk? Can, can we, we talk, talk for a moment here? That in a movie that's all about you know f- f- the feminine ideal and discovering one's uh-huh. freedom through whatever means that me whatever means possible. Yeah, and un. You know, unbinding oneself from the ties of the patriarchy that the breakout star of the damn movie is a male goat. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Everybody loves Black Phillip. I remember, well, when this came out, what was it? There are people who were like, Black Phillip for president. Like, yeah. <laughs> all these different memes. And sure, sure. Like, the, live de- the Live Deliciously campaign. Ex- totally. Totally. Yeah, well, they they... they this goat just shows up one day and they're able to wrangle it and put it in a cage. And now they have this black goat and the twins are always playing with the goat, singing songs about the goat, talking with the goat and nobody's mm-hmm. paying any attention to it mm-hmm. because that's what kids do. Yep. Except <laughs> do, do, do. maybe this is the wrong goat to be playing games with. Maybe that goat really is whispering in their ear. Cause you know, mercy comes Prancing by while the the other two are doing actual work. Yes. Singing, I'm the witch of the wood. I'm the witch of the wood. I'm going to hex you. And then when they start yelling at her not to say such a thing, she even says, Black Philip says, says that I can say what I like. Absolutely. So we're told the game right from the beginning, but again, you pay no attention to it. Really? Not right. much. Because like, I, I brushed it off first. I'm like, well, she's the kid. No, it's not, yeah. not the kid. It's obviously not the kid. Oh. Oh, I see. Now I watch it this time, where I'm going. Oh, I'm watching him. I'm watching Black Philip infect everyone. Well, absolutely. Well, two by one by one by one. So absolutely. And what it makes, what it made me think of, um, just in. I mean, partly because it came out not that long ago, was yeah. like Hereditary. Yeah. And it, you see it in like The Exorcist, other films where. A, a demon or the devil or whatever possesses or infiltrates first with the children. Yeah. Before it starts heading to the adults. Right. And it's it's a subtle thing because yeah, so society sees that children are just throw away they don't have anything really important to say. Why should we believe them? They're innocent. They're innocent. Or oh, they just play make they play make believe. Uh huh. Also, kids are among the most savage things on the face of the planet because they don't know any better yet. Mm hmm. So, you know, kids like to 
pull the wings off of flies or set ants on fire with a magnifying glass just to see. True. There's a cruelness to kids that we grow out of, most of us. Hopefully. <laughs> that, you know, we let, that people tend to ignore when situations like this and it is presented to you right there. The kid's like, yeah, I'm the witch. Mm-hmm. Whether she's playing the game or not, she is in league with the devil at this point in one way or another. I also have to say that during this, during the early points of this movie, Caleb, the older brother, takes two boob shots oh, at his older yeah. sister. Yeah. And when his mother notices that, the solution is to get rid of her because it's her fault. Of course. It's her fault for developing. Right. Not his fault for looking. Not his fault for having a pure thoughts. She didn't even know. The poor girl didn't even know. She was asleep one time and she was busy doing work the other time. She had no idea her brother was checking out her rack. It's never the man's fault. I know. I'm learning that. The older I get, the more, the more I see, the more my eyes are open to this sort of thing. What people are irritated with a lot in the movie, it's like nobody does anything about anything. Like the father, all he does is chop wood. Right. And all the mother does is cry. Which, to, to some extent, you can understand the mother. She's grief-stricken. Again, and hormone-flooded. And hormone-flooded, because the child wasn't that old. No. So she might have already had some postpartum depression. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, that's what I mean. On top of all that, like, on top of the grief of losing a child and the guilt of all that and the, the non-closure of it. Right. There's a right. battle of hormones going on in that woman's body. I excuse mm -hmm. anything that that woman does. But yeah. The, well, the not, dad, I don't – In regards, I don't to the, in regards to the missing baby. Yes. That I can excuse. That she checks out. Yeah. I get that. Totally. But I'm, all he does is chop one. I'm like, well, first of all, in a situation like that, living like that, you will always need – Firewood. Firewood. <laughs> but also that's his escape. No, totally. He, he is oh. useless at everything. The fire, the, the crops have failed. The animals are sick. My kids are dying. It's the only thing he can do. I mean, he's not complete. He's not man obsessed, James Brolin, you know, Amityville, <laughs> no. you know, crazed man chopping wood. No, it's the one productive thing that he can do. Exactly. It's the only thing he has to do to feel useful and to feel productive and it, in a way, a provider for his family. Yeah. It's, you're right. It's all he has left at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, some people are like, well, this is really lame. I said, I get it. I, there's a lot of rage and a lot of grief to this, like that he can't express any other way mm -hmm. except yeah. by chopping wood because he can't pray about it because God doesn't care. Obviously. And he doesn't want to go to the community to ask for help. No, because he's prideful. Precisely. Uh-huh. All he had to do was take his family back, and this might have stopped. Maybe. Or slowed down. Something. Something would have changed. At least he would have been out of there. there it, least, it would have changed, definitely. Yeah. It wouldn't have been quite as easy for the dark forces here to isolate everybody and infiltrate their heads and all that other stuff because there would have been distractions or something, anything. But there was so much nothing out there. Well, there's uh, this such farm. And that, and that's one thing that you get is this place that they've that they're in. It's isolated from civilization, and they just 
they're out there with their own thoughts. And that's going to kind of make you, even if there's not some sort of witchcraft or potential devil demon possession going on, yeah. you're going to start losing your mind a little bit. Yep. I mean, even the best person is going to. Just the pure isolation of that environment. Yep. And the condition the living conditions of crops failing, farm animals not producing. Yeah. So I mean, it's if you want to look at it as in there is no actual supernatural aspect at play and that it's really just in their heads. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's there. It's there. It's there. Except there's that ending, which kind of well, is on the nose. But you know, <laughs> yeah, I know. well, I know. <laughs> I don't mind it though. I don't mind. I don't mind no, it. But it's no, like, exactly. there's a possibility there. It's a, it's 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 working on several levels, and I love all of it. Well, and you could even explain that in a way as is she imagining it or is it really happening? Uh huh. Because uh-huh. it go like I said, it goes back to that. What are we finding out is a real truth here? And it can be ever, is there a truth? Because you have so many. Oh, like, wow. You just turned it. You just. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. You just turned into Giuliani. <laughs> truth is in the eye of the beholder. No, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I choose not to believe that. I'm uh, just throwing it out there as food for thought. Right. Is just that was where I was getting ready to go. I no, I choose to no completely believe that. Yes, the witchcraft witchcraft has you know has infiltrated their mm-hmm. midst, mm-hmm. but. There's still a certain amount of the psychology that's yeah. off. Yeah, 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 yeah. True. And true. and so there's not exactly stability there, and you know maybe that's the unstable home situation sure. that allows for the demonic forces to come in. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's the case, I'm surprised they're not kicking down my door. <laughs> Maybe they are, Smoochie. <laughs> I got black Smoochie over here. You got black Smoochie. What's that like to live deliciously? Then open another one of them cans, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You want to pet all this? You want to taste deliciousness over here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and she kicked the door open as I was saying all that. Hi, baby. Of course. Hi, baby. Um, yeah, I... I'm trying to think where to go. There's so many ways to talk about this, and I'm not sure which way to go. The, well, I guess just stick with the witchcraft for a bit. The, the scene that actually, this time around, struck me, mm-hmm. and shook me, in a way I don't normally get shook, was what I said before was Caleb's final scene. Now, the, we get a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? Familiars. Yes. You see the witch appearing as a a hawk or a crow, rather, or as a, a rabbit. And people are like, ooh, scary rabbit. Oh, wow, it's a scary rabbit. I'm like, but it's not a rabbit. Yeah. It's the witch. She's watching. She's yeah. No, I don't care. Well, fuck you then. I can't possibly help you. There are but, all kinds of animals throughout this. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Uh huh. And when you have a rabbit, which is normally skittish and nervous, looking you dead in the face, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, what's up? No, I'm not moving. You've got a problem. That ain't a rabbit." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something else is going on. Something wrong with that rabbit. But he he's encountered several of these animals, and he's trying to bring home some meat from a trap that they've set out, and he sneaks out in the middle of the night with Thomason. Of course, Kostosh gets to blame for this later. But in the process, they wind up losing the horse, the dog, mm -hmm. and Caleb. Because Caleb, as you mentioned earlier, runs into this, gets separated from Thomason in the storm, and is seduced by this witch throwing a glamour, making herself beautiful. Except for that one hand. Yes. Which was a nice touch. <laughs> it was a nice touch. But when he when he comes home, he, he they find him several days later, naked as sin, burning with fever. Mm -hmm. as his father says. And he's delirious and he's a I guess, you know, unconscious for a few days. But then all of a sudden he has this big scene where he's screaming she's on me she wants my blood she's picking at me she's pecking at me she's pinching me and then in the midst of that he goes quiet he raises up out of his bed and spews this beautiful verse about the glory of god and seeing god and kissing god upon his lips and how it's very sexual thing about seeing the face of god which was based on a poem which was verbatim a poem from the time, mm -hmm. which was also based on literature. But it was one of those things I said, how would that boy who cannot read know that poem? Oh, wait, he can read. They made him read the Bible. Oh, shit, that blows my whole theory. Well, but finish your theory. Well, no, I was just saying, like, it just, for some reason, terrified me. Just, not terrified me, but just, disturbed me well because so it's just entirely beaming, possible beaming beautiful face mm -hmm. so absolutely rapturous with joy and i'm going this is probably a lie he ain't seeing the face of god he's seeing the exact opposite right he just doesn't know yet of course or it's you know the you know the devil speaking through him playing games yeah he's saved mm-hmm mm-hmm he's sure. gonna go kiss god on the mouth and take his tongue <laughs> no, seriously, because that's kind of what the level of that poem was. You no, know, it is. <laughs> sexual for this young boy to be speaking, and he dies with a big old smile on his face. Yeah. And it really disturbed me. I mean, when I got this other nonsense going all around him with it, with the the two little ones playing Salem witch trials. She's she's because the kids are blaming the older daughter, saying that she's the witch. Oh, she's 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 blocking us from praying. She's making us forget our prayers. Oh no! And so everybody's again blaming right. Thomason for everything because she was right with him when Caleb disappeared. She was the only one who was there when he when he was found. Blah blah blah. Everything's all her fault. Mm -hmm. And the poor thing. And this, I love this actress. She is so good in this role. For someone so young to be able to adapt to this language so well. And this was her first movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they put her in Split and give her nothing to do. Yeah, I know. That was disappointing. That was very disappointing. I'm one of the few people who did not enjoy Split very much. Yeah. I it was okay. But yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the family members are picked up one by one. You get some wonderful, great imagery like the, the dead son, both dead sons coming back to see mom. Yeah. 
with that with the missing silver chalice that we heard so much about. Mm-hmm. Saying, oh, we'll be with you again, Mom. Hey, you want to sign this book? And she's like, oh, you know, the famous book that the devil wants to make you sign. She's like, no, no, I have to feed Samuel. And when the next time you see her, she's not breastfeeding a baby. She's breastfeeding a crow or a raven uh-huh. or something. It's I'm, just so ripping the shit out of her nipple. I was going to mention that that is what disturbed me most this time. Uh-huh. Was that that scene because... The way the transition is, yes, where, okay, they're asking her to sign the book and everything. And then she's like, yes, and do breastfeed or, or feed the baby. And you see the crow nipping at her breast. She's bleeding. And, I mean, that is a visually disturbing image. Uh-huh. But her facial expression and that laughter. Rapture. The laughter she has. Uh-huh. Just... This time made the like hairs on the back of my neck stand up. I was just like, oh, it was just so off-putting. Uh-huh. It was so off-putting. And to draw another parallel, like weird image parallel with hereditary, where they had that whole thing in there, like about the where they alluded to the the fact that like the Tony Clip character, her mother breastfed the the daughter her granddaughter yeah her granddaughter and you see the miniature yeah. in that position and i yeah and i saw something else another horror movie recently so it's been a reoccurring thing i've been thinking about a lot breastfeeding yeah. terrifying write it down yeah no wonder i have no children <laughs> uh-huh. no thanks no thanks oh yeah so and one of the things that struck me this time too is that later on the the parents are in bed and he gets up i don't know to go chop wood or something and does not notice that there is like a huge blood stain yes on his wife's gown mm-hmm. over her breast he just walks just walks right past it blind 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 lost mm-hmm. in his own world again yeah being a man i got my own problems you deal with your bleedy boob on your own time he's just so blind to all the dynamics and it is out of that pride in a way that he's just like no i am doing everything correctly everything is just fine here you know that way if he actually looked like took the blinders off he could see this insanity yeah and how far it's or and or evil (laughs) yeah and or yes <laughs> because yeah yes again just the general religious hysteria of that time period that would occur mm-hmm. for someone who you thought was a non-believer mm-hmm. much less you get into this situation where oh my god children are missing or dying and that kind of thing it, yeah, it, it just, and oh, maybe there's a witch in the woods. It's, you know, there is a hysteria. I keep going back to that, too. Uh-huh, which um, is a woman's word. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Named after a woman problem. So what everybody needed to do in this house is to get fucked, is what you're saying. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the brother needed to stop looking at his sister. I do say that. There's but. nobody else around. That's the thing. What do you <laughs> expect is going to happen? I, I mean, I know that, but still. I mean, I'm yelling. I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at them. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? You've isolated your kids from anybody, everybody. What did you think was going to happen? Did yeah. you not read Flowers in the Attic? Of course not, because <laughs> it has been written for, th- for another 300 years, but that's not the point right now. You should know these things. Exactly. Well, I mean, they do know at some level because they say we have to get rid of her. Yeah. Or we're yeah. going to have, you know, grandkids with seven heads. <laughs> but no, they don't. Well, they try to. It doesn't work. Devil's not having that. Well, of course not. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Because she's got to stay because she's the, she's the juicy piece of meat. <laughs> Thomason's the good piece of meat. <laughs> I'm going to play with all you, but that's the one I really want. She's most interesting to me. Well, because honestly – she has she's she knows she's not a perfect person but yeah. she tries to be a good person like a genuinely good person yeah. she genuinely tries to pray and be- you feel that she believes mm-hmm. you know maybe like not to the crazed level that her parents do but she tries huh? and she thinks that's what's right yeah yep 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 you certainly get the feeling she tries more than her brother. <laughs> well, he doesn't have to try. He's the boy. Because he's a boy. But no, mm-hmm. there's that whole scene with him and his father. He, he's uh, reciting all that stuff about how awful he is. He was like his Bible right. teaching. So he is, he is required to do some stuff. Of course. Of course he's required to do something. But, you know, he doesn't Does have he boobs to just- anything. He doesn't have boobs to distract people with. That's true, and boobs are of the devil. Yes. What was what was that crow eating? Boobs. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes down to the evil of boobs. Uh-huh. Or or the brilliance of boobs, or, however you want to look at it. <laughs> or or the ugliness that festers when you oppress women. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Because I mean the mother, her grief has never been properly addressed. None of Thomason's issues are ever addressed. Everything's her fault because she's a woman. Even the, the mother blames everything on her as well. It's just, it was not coincidental to me that I'm skipping way to the end. And I know this is probably not going to change anybody's con- <laughs> This conversation is not changing anybody's view on the movie. And we've been all over the place, but I don't care. It's just, I, this is a tough movie to talk about as I'm learning. But... <laughs> At the end, where Thomason is the only one left standing. Yes. She went in the house, and what's the first thing she did? She took off her corset. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have a bigger symbol for the repression of women? Thank you. Than the corset. Yeah. And once that corset's off, Black Phillip's like, oh, hey. <laughs> did that feel good? I got to feel better. Uh, yeah, you know what's going to feel even better. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. and only by throwing off the shackles of this horrible, oppressive, puritanical society that she's able to find one tiny fucking bit of happiness. Well, I- exactly. It, it's actually not even just a tiny bit of happiness. No, it's a huge – I know. It's a massive amount of happiness. It's a fucking because ecstasy. I was just going to say the look on her face at the very end when she has ascended is a look of pure ecstasy. And I 
think it's no accident that she extends her arms out in almost a crucifixion pose. Uh-huh. Like uh, the most tired many, of all symbols, but yes, uh huh, you're not. But wrong. I was gonna say, but as you see also in many images of saints too, mm -hmm. um, some of them and ways some of saints have been described as having a certain amount of religious ecstasy. This yes. isn't necessarily an ecstasy that comes from religion, no. but it's the freedom from religion exactly. that gives her the ecstasy. Uh huh. Uh huh. And hey, I have this whole bunch of people now around me that feel the well, same way. And I think it's no accident, yes, that they're all women. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. men don't get this shit. Men don't deserve this kind of pleasure. <laughs> they get everything right. else. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of people even made fun of when Black Phillips started speaking. And the first thing he mm -hmm. says, Wouldst thou know the taste of butter? Yes. And they're like, That's so stupid. I'm like, You're really, are you really that ignorant? Are you really that ignorant? Do you know how rich you would have to be to have butter? Butter in that day and age? Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. To be able, I mean, even if you had your own cows and That's stuff to be luxury. able to up enough of not, not, not sell milk. That's it, a luxury. It's a luxury. And like, un, for that, I'm sure for that family, something you would never have anyway because I'm sure it was sinful. Oh, true. It'd be straight up sinful. And, you know, a new dress, yes. Would you like to see the world? Yeah, fuck yes. I know nothing but this damn farm. Yeah. And I got to say, his voice, it's a combination of goose pimples and panty drop. <laughs> it's supposed to be. Uh-huh. Well, they nailed it. They nailed they did, it. Exactly. Like, oh, you're scaring the hell out of me at the same time. I got a little rumble up the back of my neck going. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's anything exactly what it's supposed to be. Anything you want, yeah. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. Clickety-clack, motherfucker. Clickety-clack. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. One of the things you mentioned earlier was just about, you know, this kind of life and this time period. There, okay, I have to go musical for a minute. There's a musical, little-known musical called Quilters. It ran on Broadway for, hot, for a hot minute, and it's all taken from diaries, like prairie diaries. Mm-hmm. And diaries that explained the stories of the quilts that women made, because the time at the time right. at the time the only two acceptable non-work pastimes for women was writing a diary or making quilts. That's mm -hmm. it. That was the only artistic expression that you were allowed. And so that's where all the truth and the stories and the stuff that they can never say out loud wound up. And studies showed that women that didn't engage. In these outlets, often mental illness was an issue. Like they, if they did not have an artistic, a form of artistic expression, women on the prairie would go mad. And I don't know why I brought that up, but it just, it just, it just, it, it just made me think of this. I'm like, these women had nothing. This could all be prairie madness. <laughs> well, it, again, it's it's that that isolation of. Yeah. I mean, Thomason's just doing work, and the mother's just taking care of kids. Uh-huh. Really. You know, it... <laughs> and and they're such a small, quote-unquote, community uh -huh. that they everybody has to work. They don't even have church on Sundays to see other people in the village because there is no village. Right. There's nothing. Right. And that's maddening, man. Yeah, you don't get that inner that that socialization 
-hmm. with other people, you know, your kids are going to be yeah, looking at their sisters like that, uh-huh. <laughs> or they're just, they're going to start turning on each other. Yeah. And it, it was not, I'm not even blaming the boy for looking at his sister's boobs because right. What? There's no one else. He's only human, and you know, at that age, you're confused about everything anyway. And you know, wow, that's something new, and that makes me feel something weird. <laughs> yeah. And I don't understand either of those things. I don't know why she has those now, and I don't know why I'm feeling that. Right. Maybe I should look again. Yep, still feel it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I feel a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, and you can't ask your dad about it. So, heavens no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. So, I mean, there's no outlet for anybody here. They're all damn doomed anyhow. And the kids aren't in school. No, they're not. (laughs) No, they're not. There is literally nothing, nothing out there except the devil. Exactly. And the witch. Witch. Oh, and it's what somebody, what I blew somebody's mind when the movie came out. They were like, (laughs) it was really stupid because, I mean, like, it's only talking about the witch, 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 and you only see the witch for like 30 seconds in the whole movie. Blah, 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 blah. The movie's called The Witch and there's no witch. And I said... That's not true. I said, do you realize that perhaps the title does not refer to the woman in the woods? Yep. What do you mean? I'm like, it's Thomason. Thomason. Yeah. Thomas said the title refers to Thomason. Her, her, her journey to becoming the witch. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why, that's why it's called that. It's not about the woman in the woods. It isn't. No. And also that witch that you only see for a minute you don't oh. just see her for a minute. Because again, she has you you see her in the form of the familiars. Yes. You of see course. her in, in as the glamour. I mean, so you see her more than you think you see her. That is true. That is true. And some of those shots, I have to say, like early on, there's that horrific scene with her grinding the baby into goop. Yummy. With yes. a pestle, which is absolutely <laughs> revolting. It and is smearing it all over herself. Because I know from from my witchcraft lord that's how you get the gift of flight, which then she does. And there's that wonderful shot, Halloween shot of a witch mm-hmm. just rising in front of the full moon, which right. is absolutely glorious. No, that, that, that shot at the, the fire is just, yes, amazing. Yeah, and there's a few of those shots that you're just like, wow, that was just splendiferous. But then you go, you, know, you go, wow, I want to find out more about her. Oh, but the movie's not about her. About her. Right. She's... That that one in the woods is just kind of the inciting incident. So I guess the moral of the story is stay out of the woods, kids. Well, or stay with civilization. Uh-huh. <laughs> call yeah, call, call call home every now and then. Just check in with other people. <laughs> you know, yeah, don't exactly. Cut off. Don't talk to goats. Don't completely isolate yourselves. Uh-huh. Uh- <laughs> Don't barf up apples. It's all bad. Don't buy into the patriarchy on a regular don't, oh, basis. Oh, don't buy into the goddamn patriarchy. Fuck Hello, patriarchy. that's the big moral of the fucking. Story. It really is. Had no, had everyone not bought into the patriarchy, then none of this <sighs> bullshit ever would have happened. Yeah. But they did, and so we have a great movie as a result. And I don't care what you say. I love this movie. Maybe it's not a horror movie. I s- say it is. <laughs> In my mind, it's kind of it is. But not – it's almost its own thing. Well, it is its own thing, definitely. But it's not a tra- – and it's not a traditional horror movie. But no. I think it is a horror movie. Yeah. I mean, not – I mean, if you're going by today's standards, we have to have jump scares. 
and no, just the door left open for a sequel and forget that. a cool villain that you can market and well you have a cool villain you can market <laughs> musical teasers that don't that you know tell you how to feel the yeah, whole movie well, because that's what I liked about this as well. Like the mu- the music in this was always off-putting, right? And it was always a consistent level of off-putting. So it was never like now everything's fine. Mm-hmm. You feel comfortable now, blah. No, it was always just that off-key screeching underneath everything. Even scenes where nothing was happening, right? It's Which I- <laughs> and it's yeah. it's not it's not obvious about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's there's a lot of subtlety going on in this movie, and I, I, I think it it benefits from more than one watch. I know I enjoy it. I enjoyed it so much the first time I saw it, but I definitely enjoy it more and more each time I see it. Yeah, I think this was the third time I saw it, and like I said, I keep finding mm-hmm. new things about it that I liked, like I, like the corset. I didn't notice the corset before. Mm-hmm. So I was also watching it, knowing I was going to be talking about this which was supposed to be two women, but I'm going, aha, think, watch this like a woman. <laughs> I tried to take a more feminine view of things. I'm like, ah, oh, the corset came off. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's cool. I mean, if, if, if it's not for you, it's not for you. That's fine as well. But and, and I understand where some people don't like this style of movie. I get that. Uh-huh. And I understand where some people might find the language a little off-putting, but give it a chance, I would say. Yeah. Because really, it's, there's, sorry, sorry, my cat is all of a sudden being crazy here. You never apologize for your cat. Your cat is being totally normal. (laughs) You're the one who's doing something wrong. You're right, I am. (laughs) Um... Sorry, it's it's just that, yeah, I know it's not necessarily everybody's cup of tea, but I think that it, it and it just floored me when I saw an IMDb that it was a, rated a 6.8 stars. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I get it. I get 6. it. 6.8 stars? That's so low. That is low. I mean, compa- I mean, I know I love it, but I'm also, I, I love this kind of movie, but... Still, I I'm just I was very surprised. Yes, I get it too. I mean, I love a challenge. Right. <laughs> and this well, was a challenge, un- unforgiving challenge, right from the beginning. And I thought, like, particularly seeing the people who saw it in the theater, I get your frustration. Like, I didn't understand a word anybody was saying. I get that. That's a valid point. Right. That's why I said it was ballsy for them to do that. I'm glad they did it because it added a layer for me that I like. Like you said, realism. Oh, absolutely! You and felt also, sorry, like you, you were sorry. You 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 felt Thomason. I mean, her. This yeah, the blame getting put on her, and you felt this kind of his like going back to the hysteric, the hysteria thing that just the religious fervor and this growing hysteria. You know that surrounded. For me, like I said, it makes me work harder. Like I said, I was working extra hard to keep up with it, but I enjoy that. I I totally get that other people don't. So it's totally valid if you didn't like that. And you know what? We're just better than them is what it is. We are clearly superior people. (laughs) Well, 
Well, no, I, I will say sometimes I love something completely brainless and stupid that I can oh, kind of yeah, zone of out course. to. Of course. But yes. I also love something that's going to make me think a little bit, at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. And this makes me think more than a little bit. Yeah. And I appreciate that a lot. And if, considering this was really a first-time film, it, I, it's it just... I, I, I'm stunned and I, I would love to see Robert Edgars do more. Uh, he's doing another horror movie coming out next year called The Lighthouse. He's directing. I don't know much right. about it, but um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I am too. I am too. I'm, I'm curious to see. I mean, it's, I'll still go into it, give him an even shot and not like say, oh, it has to, it's immediately going to be so outstanding because this one was. But right, right. But I always, he set the bar very high. He did. And now, do you cave? Yeah. To Hollywood? Or, or do you, you say, stand up and it. say, I'm going to make my own movie? <laughs> that will only time will tell. <laughs> right. I kind of hope he does the, the latter and <laughs> doesn't cave. And yeah. it's like, you know what? Because I think it, this is popular enough and has gotten good enough feedback and has enough of an audience. Yeah. That I think he can do that. I think so too. Or at least a healthy compromise would be good as well. Yeah. Find, find, find a good spice between the two. All right, Vanessa, I think we have talked this well enough. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for helping out with the kids at New Alternatives. And thank you for having me, of course. Oh, anytime, my friend. Anytime. Oh, one more thing. Yes. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so that is going to wrap up another episode of the Countdown to Halloween Podathon. Thank you to my guest, Vanessa McAnary from the VD Podcast Clinic, uh, the VD Clinic Podcast, rather. And I'm a terrible podcaster because I'm a terrible host. I did not ask her where to find the show, and I'll tell you where you can find it right now. It's www.legionpodcast.com slash podcast slash the hyphen VD Clinic. No, sorry, I can't even read. The hyphen vd hyphen clinic that is a mouthful vanessa my goodness gracious and please if you haven't already if you're enjoying what you're hearing if you're enjoying having me bring you top-notch guests every single day to talk about movies good bad and everything in between every damn single day then you head on over to fundraise.newalternativesnyc org slash sq and make a donation if you give a crap about lgbt homeless teenagers which i really hope you do at this point do the same thing fundraise.newalternativesnyc.org slash sq and you know what i'm asking at this point 21 episodes in 21 days 21 dollars minimum donation please for a day every day we meet our goal. We're a little behind right now, but that's okay. We're early on in the marathon, and as I learned last year, things tend to be a little slow at the beginning. Let's not let the kids down, shall we? Let's not do that. Okay, so tomorrow, what is going on? Tomorrow, it's going to be just me because it's a special episode of the Potathon because it is geared specifically for my 
Patreon subscribers. Yes, it is a patron's choice. I gave them the opportunity to pick a movie, and the movie that they picked is Dead Body, which is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. Or I hope it still is, because I haven't watched it yet. So let's keep our fingers crossed there. I know nothing about it. This should be interesting, to say the least. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a slightly less creepy place this Halloween. And never, ever forget the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel, baby. Yeah, yeah. Hotcha. All of the music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs>